Hey guys, welcome to another midweek episode of the I Hope to Hear This podcast. Warning, we, we do give a spoiler warning in the main part of the episode, but this is just another warning. If you haven't seen Parasite, please go watch it before you listen to this or... Um, yeah, because we break down the movie a lot. We actually give a full synopsis of the movie. We go kind of scene by scene. So um, if you don't want it spoiled, please, please turn off this episode. I've warned you, so don't get mad at me. Hey guys, welcome to the I Hope to Hear This podcast. And this is an impromptu episode that we're doing. We're actually at a sleepable party from our church. And I, I recently saw the movie Parasite by director, what was his name? Do you guys know? Pong. Pong. No. Pong. <laughs> Something. Pong. Yeah. Nina's looking it up. But I recently saw the movie Parasite. It's a Korean movie. It blew my mind and I just needed to talk to people about it. So. Pong Jun Ho. Pong Jun Ho, sure. And I just needed to talk to people about it. So I literally walked into the kitchen of the house that we're watching the Super Bowl at. I said, anyone want to talk about it on the podcast? Come join me. And these are the three souls that so gracefully and uh, nicely said yes. So if you can go around, just introduce ourselves. That'd be great. Hi, my name is Helen. Hi, my name is Nina. Hi, my name is Phil. <laughs> Why are you so soft-spoken? I mean... <laughs> He's nervous. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, well, so um, first of all, the, the synopsis of the movie... Well, actually... Should we do a spoiler alert? Are we going to get into spoilers? Probably. Probably. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So this is a spoiler alert. And I, I really think Parasite as a movie is best viewed when you have absolutely no idea what you're going to get. So please, if you haven't seen it yet, um, turn this off. Go watch it and then come back later because I'm sure you're going to want to have discussion about it as well. So spoiler alert. This is the spoiler alert. Okay, so the synopsis of the movie. Anyone want to give a quick summary of the movie? No? No one? Okay. You do it. Uh, I'll go for it. So the, the synopsis is there's a poor family and they're living in like a half basement apartment kind of thing. Right. And in the beginning of the movie, they have like no Wi-Fi. Like they're super poor. It's obvious. And the son somehow with a good turn of events by, by, by good fortune... His friend recommends him as a tutor for a really rich family. And he gets a job and he recommends his sister. She gets the job. And then they kind of usurp a lot of the servitude roles. They, they plan a huge thing to get the driver uh, fired so that their dad can take over as a driver. And the, the housemaid fired so that their mom can take over. But every step of the way, they're lying about who they are. They're forging documents. They're creating different backstories. They're not even admitting that they're family. They're saying they're like friends. They know this person, blah, 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 um, to get these jobs um, because they're desperate, right? And anyone want to talk about what happens next? Phil? Well, what I think is important too is yeah. that it's, it's, set in, like, it's set in South Korea. It's a different country. Mm, yeah. So there are a lot of different nuances and stuff that go in between what you'd expect in America versus the things that you see there in South Korea. Right. Well, well what, what's some... Because one of the things I think um, was cool or interesting was the, the, the fogging. Right? You know how they use... In the beginning, they yes. leave yeah. the window open. Um, right. the, if they were exterminating. It was like 
um, bug spray. Bug spray, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the back in the days in Korea, um, they used to do that. There's a truck that will go um, time to time to you know spread that fog thing, and then they'll like it's for the bugs to get rid of your house. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it's funny because it's kind of comedic because the main character, the father, says, "Let's leave the windows open so we can get free bug spray mm-hmm. in our house." Right. But they're they're like are coughing and like dying. And it's it's like a comedic. It seems almost like a comedic relief, but I think there's a lot to it there too. Like the fact that they're willing to kind of suffer the consequences of having mm-hmm. to inhale bug spray, pretty mm-hmm. much, mm-hmm. so that they can get something for free. That that's how desperate and poor they were, right? Yeah. Anything else to add? You want to continue the synopsis? Um, I pointed at Nina. <laughs> uh yeah sure so you left off after they all got the jobs yeah right? so yeah after they got the jobs um uh strange things just started happening um so the housemaid that previously got fired before the mom came in um decides to come back and leads them kind of into a basement where um her husband is has been living so it's kind of like a I don't know, it's just like a very dungeon-like yeah. basement. And um, from there, that's where kind of the thriller portion of the movie kind of picks up. Yeah. Um, and they kind of... And then so that um, former housemate and the husband find out that, that the family had been lying. And so um, there's like kind of a portion of the movie where they're just battling um you know kind of blackmailing each other like i'm gonna tell on you i'm gonna tell on you yeah but Um, before that though the the reason why the former housemate's husband's in the dungeon is because the previous owner of the house had built in the secret bunker layer so the housemate was the the first owner of that house's housemate right who got recommended Mm -hmm. and and so she's the only one who knew of the existence of the bunker because the owner didn't tell the second owner mm-hmm. that that was there. So what happened was the husband tried to start this like chicken store, mm-hmm. like selling chicken fried chicken, but he took out loans yeah. and he ended up his business, you know, going under. Mm-hmm. And in Korea, well, they they were loan sharks, right? Loan sharks. Yeah. So he he his life was under threat pretty much because he, it's not easy to take loans out. And also, fun fact in Korea, I, I think going bankrupt, it's it's illegal. Meaning that if you owe someone money, you can go to jail for it. In yeah. in America, mm-hmm. you know, when you go bankrupt, you just you're you kind of you just go bankrupt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, your your credit goes to crap, but otherwise you don't owe anyone anything else, right? But in Korea, you owe everyone even after bankruptcy, you owe people the money right. still. Your debt mm-hmm. doesn't go away. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you, you go to jail. So because of that, it's it seems like oh he was dumb to go to a loan shark, but it wouldn't have been much better if. He went to, you know, the federal government or wherever, like the proper, you know, authorities to get the loan anyways. Mm-hmm. So, like, be- because people were... Um, Out for his life. Yeah. He was hiding there. Yeah. yeah. And in Korea, it's actually easier mm-hmm. to get loans from those people than actually going to a bank and get right. loans. Mm-hmm. That's Which why is a lot, lot of people, people use yeah. The, yeah, use that. Yeah, route. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And you, did you pick up the thing where when the former housemate comes, she's like kind of beaten yeah, up? Yeah, right? yeah. And I think it's and I didn't realize until later that it was probably because of the loan sharks. Yeah, because the husband asks, "What happened to your face?" And she yeah. says, "I'll tell you later." But I think you you can imply that because she lost her job, mm-hmm. she no longer has income. She can't pay off these people mm-hmm. anymore, so they probably beat her up. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's sad. Yeah. So yeah, that um, that was kind of the backstory of why he was in the basement, yeah. and um, so because the new family didn't know that that was there, obviously the husband was like starving for a couple days, weeks, I don't know how long. Yeah. Um, and then so the wife or the former maid felt the need to come back. Um, yeah, and then so she comes back, and they're just kind of going at it at this point yeah. of like you know, trying not to get caught by the um, rich family that has hired them. Yeah. And so... Um, and the rich family had gone on Oh, yeah, the rich trip. family was on a camping trip. So the entire con artist family, I guess, yeah. so to speak, they were just chilling at the house, drinking all of their alcohol, eating all of their food. Um, and then the former maid comes in and that whole situation is kind of like, unraveling and then all of a sudden a phone call comes and um the family due to like unforeseen weather circumstances has to come back to the house and they're like seven minutes away so at this point like they're scrambling to clean up they're scrambling and the family the car artist family is now scrambling to quote quote get rid of the former maid and the husband so Um, there's a lot of violence yeah. in this scene. Yeah. yeah. So in the sense of like, they're just literally wrestling with each other, um, like literally beating each other in order to like hide the family. Yeah. Or the husband and wife, I'm sorry. And so um, they do all of this in seven minutes. I don't know how they did it in seven yeah. minutes, but they cleaned up. Um, they kind of knocked the husband and wife unconscious and put them back in the basement. And the kind dad, of locked them in. Yeah, there. and they locked them in. The, the dad wasn't, I think the dad was in the basement with them. Yeah. The mom was like cooking up food um, that the family had requested. And then the brother and sister were under the dining room table. Yeah. And so they were just kind of, they were just waiting, sitting ducks at that point. And then the family comes back. Um, yeah, and then does anyone want to pick up the rest? Yeah, and then they, uh, fortunately enough, the the brother, the sister, and the dad, they're able to kind of leave undetected. Mm-hmm. Um, the mom is there because she's she's a housemate, so she, she, she can be there. there yeah. right? But the, the sad part is when the family, the con artist family, go back to their home, because it's a half basement, and the weather had, was so bad, mm-hmm. the entire house was flooded. Yeah, their entire street was flooded. Yeah. Um, but yeah, because they're literally under the ground level, yeah. their entire place was flooded. There were like black water, sewage yeah. water was coming up. It was Toilet was overflowing. Yeah. It was crazy. And so the family, they have to go sleep at like a gymnasium nearby. The entire street mm-hmm. does, right? The significant part of that scene when they're in the you know, gymnasium is the son goes, dad, what do we do? Mm. You know, like with the husband, the former housemate and her husband in in the basement, what do we do? And the dad goes, if one thing I've learned in life, it's this, you don't plan. And he just says, cause you know, if you plan, like things won't go your way anyways. Mm -hmm. And the implication there is that his life, like he had planned for certain things, but they don't work out. Mm -hmm. Right. And so it's like a somber moment, that Mm -hmm. scene. And then everything kind of comes to a head in the final act, right? It, it's the mm-hmm. rich family's son's birthday. So they kind of throw this impromptu birthday party mm-hmm. because they couldn't stay at the camping grounds. Um, but in order to pull it off, they actually call up everyone from the Con- Connors family um, because it, 
it's the weekend, so they, they should have it off. But they, they call them and ask, hey, can you come in? We'll pay you more and help us set up this elaborate party for our son. But what happens there? Anyone want to film? So that's uh, <laughs> the climax yeah. of this entire movie. Um, and so, yeah, they throw this impromptu birthday party. Um, and the con artist family is um, at the party. They're trying to pretend like nothing, you know, everything's okay. But amongst themselves, they're still trying to figure out what to do with the two people downstairs yeah. um, and all of this. Um, but then the son, I think, kind of, I'm still, I still don't really understand yeah. exactly what, it's like kind of 50-50 on what he went down there to do, I think. Yeah. Um, but he ends up going into the basement um, trying to, I don't know, either like completely get rid of the um, husband and wife to talk to them, whatever the case is. But then um, the husband actually ends up knocking um, the son out. Right. The, the fascinating yeah. imagery there, the symbolism there is that in the beginning of the movie, the, the friend that recommended the son mm -hmm. to get the job, he brought this decorative stone mm -hmm. and gave it to it's him. It's supposed to be like good a good fortune stone. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So he... But then there's a moment where I think the son like resents the stone. The stone. Mm -hmm. So he takes the stone. And I think the implication is he was intending to use it as a weapon. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. But then the he didn't realize that the husband was like loose mm -hmm. so the husband he did he wasn't conscious or unconscious when they first put him in the basement they just kind of like tied him up yeah. but somehow he like came loose yeah. oh yeah no there was that scene where um though his wife the former housemaid she was bleeding but she was still oh, conscious yeah, and she, she was, was like yeah but you know what was kind of eerie in that scene is she goes this new maid she's usually a nice person yeah 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 and she said that she says She's a nice person, mm -hmm. but this happened. Yeah. That, that was also like a weird, eerie kind of moment for me because I think they as um, both kind of people from the same class, socioeconomic mm -hmm. class, I think they realize that we're all nice people. We're just in desperate situations. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, it was, yeah. was sad. Yeah. 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 It was pretty, yeah. Yeah. But then the husband, so he... He knocks the sun, sun out. out uh -huh. He actually uses the rock that he brought. Yeah, and like smashes it. I actually thought he died. Me too. Time. I thought he died. Yeah. I was surprised that. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that point. Yeah. But yeah. So like he smashes the sun. Um, and then he goes up to out of the basement um, into the living room and stuff. And that on his way there. so scary. Yeah, yeah. On his way there, he's just kind of looking around. And then he grabs a knife. And mm. then. Um, of course, everybody is, like, out in, like, the patio area trying to enjoy this birthday party. And he just comes out of nowhere and um, goes to the mom. Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. so the reason why is because that scene where his wife was like, oh, the housemaid is usually a nice person and kind of, like, said her name a couple times. Yeah. So the husband came up looking for the mom. Yeah. Um, specifically and so he was obviously holding a knife and going trying to kill the mom um, and then this all of course like all hell breaks loose yeah. and um, he, he ends up stabbing the daughter yeah, yeah. so the mom is kind of like wrestling with mm -hmm. him um, and then um, the daughter gets stabbed and then I think the mom ends up taking like something nearby and stabbing 
the husband dude, yeah. the killer dude. Um, and then... And I think this yeah. is the moment, the, the real climax of the movie is the father of the con artist movie, the, the con artist family mm-hmm. is witnessing all this happen. His, yeah. his daughter stabbed, mm-hmm. she's bleeding to death. Oh, and then, so the rich family had a daughter, uh-huh. and the daughter and the, the con artist's son were dating. Oh, yeah. And so secretively. The, yeah. Secretively, yeah. Because the con artist's son was supposed to be, like, tutoring her. Yeah, so they were secretively right. da- dating, but then the daughter found the um, son and, like, was carrying him on her back and brought him out into the party. Yeah. So he sees not only his daughter, but his son is, like obviously unconscious mm-hmm. um and then the rich family also had a little son and whose that, birthday it was who, yeah for his birthday and um he had a previous experience with seeing ghosts and we think at that point it was the husband that was in the basement yeah, yeah. yeah. um and then he had like um had seizures and stuff so when this whole thing broke out that's the rich son was having seizures so it was kind of like chaotic on both ends yeah. in that sense yeah but the rich so the rich father the rich family's father says to the driver hurry up get the car we need to take my son to the hospital without knowing that what the husband what the con artist family's father was experiencing was both his kids like near death his wife like struggling to kill this crazy person and like so he's going through this whole thing but to put the cherry on top of the chaotic sunday the rich family his father finally says, just give me the key. And when he goes to reach for the key, he smells the odor of, you know, the basement mold that mm-hmm. these people had, these kind of lower class, you know, family had. And he like covered his nose yeah. with his hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that was the last straw on the back of the con artist family. Yeah. Because what does he do there? At that point, the dad of the con artist family picks up the knife um and stabs the rich dad yeah yeah and he kills him him. yeah Yeah. um and then he takes off running and it kind of cuts into the next scene of again we thought the son had died but he's actually alive yeah he he suffered concussion yeah and then the daughter which i thought was actually gonna live she ended up dying Mm -hmm. um and then their dad the mom was okay and then this is i think like a month after yeah um the dad was still nowhere to be found mm-hmm. um and it was kind of revealed towards the end that um he was at, he actually ran and hid in that very basement yeah. that all of this kind of broke loose from yeah. so um yeah that's kind of where each of the characters ended up and then um the son is the one who actually kind of discovered that the dad might still be in the basement and yeah. so um yeah it was just a very heart wrenching ending yeah yeah it, it's it was sad because the dad he well it was like through lights he can manipulate yeah. lights from the basement and the he sun like somehow saw co- yeah. yeah he um so the the uh i wish we had names yeah the um con artist family's father no the the killer the uh, killer husband the dude. former housemate's husband, husband yeah. yeah so he had <laughs> shown um the con artist dad that you can like do Morse code through the lights. Oh, you know, um, you know what was sad about that scene what? is if the whole time you thought that when the rich family's dad walked in, it was censored lights. Yeah, but, but you realize that it's a guy in the basement. He was turning the lights on as he was walking up. 
Because mm-hmm. he, he had like the sense of gratitude toward mm-hmm. it. Because, oh, I'm living at his house mm-hmm. and I'm eating his food. So I feel so grateful toward yeah. it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that was, that was a pretty significant yeah. scene. Yeah. But that's where the con artist dad got the idea from. Yeah. And so he had wrote a letter um, in Morse code and through the lights sent, a le- sent that letter um, every single night. Um, hoping that his son would someday Someone, read yeah. it and his son was like in the boy scout so he knew what morse code was yeah and so like after i think like maybe months maybe more than one month um the son kind of from afar kept looking at the house yeah. and one day he noticed the lights and he figured maybe it's morse yeah. code and um he goes back and reads the letter that his dad had um written for him and then it kind of ends with him writing a letter to his dad about, hey, I'm going to make so much money and I'm going to um, buy this house and so that you can just one day um, come out without having to be scared of anything and we yeah. can just live happily ever after kind of thing. And um, but then the ending... The crazy part of the ending um, that you, you kind of see as he's explaining in the letter... Yeah, um, it shows like it shows him successful. Like his hair is different. The house. Yeah. yeah, so like it, you would think that's how it ends, but but it kind of it cuts back to the reality. current state mm-hmm. where the son is like writing the letter in their half basement home. Mm-hmm. So it kind of like if the director left it at the fantasy, it can be an ambiguous ending. Mm-hmm. But he and you end with like this like oh hopefulness, yeah. but yeah. then but it, like. The, I actually read an article on this. The, the director did this on purpose to mm-hmm. kill all hope, saying there's no way that this kid's going to ever get rich enough to buy this house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that, with the synopsis then, I mean, the, the basic concept of the main driver of the movie is kind of socioeconomic unbalance, mm-hmm. right? They're upper class versus lower mm-hmm. class. But um, what was fascinating to me is, Phil, like you, you had this opinion. Who did you feel sorriest for in the movie? I mean, I felt sorry at the time for the rich family. Right? Yeah. So, but me, I actually felt sorry for the the poor family. But like when I was, because Shirley, my wife, also said, I feel so bad for the rich family. It's not like they did anything wrong. Right? Mm Because if you really think about it, they didn't really do anything wrong. Yeah. They were just really living their life. Yeah. And they were were kind of painted as antagonists. Mm -hmm. But if you think about it, they're not really. So... You're, you're in this weird position of, man, who's, who's really to be blamed here, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I kind of came to the conclusion that no, it's, it's just nobody's, nobody's yeah. fault, but because of this economic divide, it's... Uh, it's almost just how it is. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's an unfortunate series of events. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the imagery that the director constantly uses in the movie is mm-hmm. upstairs and downstairs. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever yeah. it's regarding the rich family, they're always like coming up the stairs or like they're going up the mm-hmm. stairs. But when the poor family, remember that, especially that scene where the poor family, um, they escaped the house with that oh, yeah. and running away. Uh-huh. It's constantly they're going they're downstairs. Down. Mm-hmm. They're going downstairs, downstairs. Mm-hmm. And they end up in their kind of like pit of yeah. half basement. I didn't even like really think about that, but yeah. 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 That's the idea. yeah. I've heard there's a lot of things, little little things like that in the yeah. movie that he puts in as like yeah. imagery. It's definitely like it gets you thinking in a good way because yeah. you like normally I feel like for a lot of movies you really just see the big picture and you're like oh yeah or you'll notice like little easter eggs here and there but 
for this, I think even from like the very beginning up until mm-hmm. the very, very end, like there's so many things that you could like, if you like go back, you're like, oh yeah, oh this, oh that. And you like notice things. Yeah. And especially when you have conversation, I think when you actually speak it, you're like, oh yeah. 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 It's uh, just a crazy movie in the sense that it could, it's, it seems outlandish, but mm-hmm. I think it could totally happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. for um, sure. Because there's some of it in America, but I think especially in Korea, the unemployment um, and all that kind of economic divide is so fast, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I think the uh, the young people in, in South Korea, they're having really hard time finding jobs. Yeah. Um, it's very competitive. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of the average age of marriage is getting higher and higher because people can't get jobs to support families mm, yeah. so it's a it's a real situation in korea like the family you think is comedically poor but if you really look at korea there it's not a uncommon situation oh, yeah, not at yeah. all yeah it's very common what was like the biggest impact for you guys when you watched the movie and you finished it like what what left the biggest imprint you think I mean, the ending, mm. it's just a, you know, you think there's a hope, but then like at the end, you like end up with feeling like, oh, like that's probably never going to come out of the basement and probably end up dying yeah. there. Yeah. And then the son's going to never, you know, live with like mm. the fact that he can't get successful to rescue his dad. So yeah. it's like that. But then it's like so re- it's like the reality, yeah. you know, mm. and that just makes you feel like, oh, like. You can't help but to be sad about it, but at mm-hmm. the same time, there's nothing you can do about it. Also, yeah. Yeah. it's even more sad. Yeah. You know, the sadder part about that is, I think that's reality for a lot of people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like people are trying to become successful financially to help their family, mm-hmm. but they just can't. They can't grasp it. Yeah. They can't get it. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, like overall, um, like the outcome for the two families was like big for me because Mm -hmm. like if i'm just thinking about it like without the details like really this the poor family they just did what they felt like they needed to do in order to just provide like simple meals and like have wi-fi at home and things like that um but then they're like i feel like their greed kind of got in the way Mm -hmm. um because i was thinking because um, in the when the former maid comes back, she kind of is like, "Hey, um, if you just feed my husband like a couple times a week, like I'll just leave and we can just work something out." At that point, I feel like if the mom was just like, "Okay," then they could have done that for who knows how long. Mm. And I feel like, I mean, maybe they would have caught get got caught in a different way, but like. Yeah. It wouldn't have played out the way it did, I think, in some sense. Um, Because I feel like, you know, if you just said yes, you give the dude food, you leave, give the dude food. Like, it's not, you know. You know, Um, that's that's an interesting point because because of the scarce resources for the poor people, mm -hmm. I think they're put in a position where they need to compete with each other. Because I'm sure what the mom was thinking is, I can't do this because if I get caught, Knowing that, mm-hmm. like, if the rich family finds out that I knew that this person was down here, I'm going to get fired. Mm-hmm. I can't let that happen. And, like, there's also the risk of, you know, what, what happens if the former maid one day decides to, you know, 
tell the rich family somehow. Mm. You know, like, so to mitigate risk, because I think you, you, you mentioned that they might have gotten greedy, mm-hmm. but I don't, I don't think so. Because um, another theme throughout the movie is the rich family saying, oh, they have this smell that mm-hmm. I don't like. And it's, they realize that it's the half basement mm-hmm. smell, right? And they're at one point, um, the daughter says, of the Connors family, we the daughter says, out. we just need to get out of this yeah. half basement if you want this stench removed from us Mm. so that's what they were working toward and um you know everything that they're doing Mm -hmm. wasn't gonna get them there anytime soon but if they were able to sustain it for a Mm -hmm. long time maybe they could have came out of that half basement right Mm. but because that that stench that smell i think is some sort of symbolism for lack of dignity maybe Mm -hmm. or like a way that um some rich people might view poor people yeah i was gonna say that i think it's just a stereotypical like stereotype mm. that like uh, rich people have on poor people that you know something that they don't want to associate with them you know mm. that yeah. Dubai yeah yeah and then poor people obviously don't want to get rid of it you know and then but then some, like they, they can't they can't they, yeah. they just like a hole they can't ever yeah. climb out of yeah yeah, yeah. so it's uh, it's sad because it's a sobering thought I think mm. it's mm-hmm. reality for many people um, yeah. and it's not clear who the bad person is like yeah it would be great if we can say none of this would have happened if this person did something yeah. better because everyone was kind of just playing with the hands that they were dealt yeah, yeah. but what's interesting though when i was watching the movie i actually like you like felt bad for the poor person you yeah know? but when you actually really like look at the whole or like watch the movie it's like what they did is so wrong and mm. so bad but then just because like the you know their poor, situation yeah and then that just made them seem like it's okay for them yeah. to do those things yeah, yeah. which yeah so that's so that's kind of like the conversation that phil and i had because like you mentioned he felt um more like remorse for the rich family and yeah. he was like they didn't do anything wrong. They were just kind of living their life and then they got screwed, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas I was like, well, but you know, poor family. And he was like, well, just because they're poor doesn't mean they're still con artists. Like that yeah. doesn't mean it's yeah. okay. Um, but for me, I, I, I don't know if it's because like, I think more emotionally than logically. I'm like, but their situation and, yeah. you know, so there was kind of that. But yeah, if, if you look at it just like, at the optics like we were talking about earlier um like really the rich family got the short end of the stick because you know um i don't know what happened to the to the son the little boy because he was having a seizure for so long and the dad obviously died i'm sure you know like yeah so much went on for them when they were just really just living their life um but then you know of course there's like that empathy and the sympathy for the family too yeah, and but you know one thing that was interesting to me is every time like they fired the original driver and then they fired their original housemate mm-hmm. every time they did that they they just uh justified it well i'm sure they were fine you know i'm sure that they'll figure something out mm-hmm. right so uh there's an aspect of ignorance i think that the rich family had uh, they mm-hmm. just assumed that poor people they can get their act together and they can find whatever income source they need. Right. Not realizing that it's not this, it's not as simple as that, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, it's really not like real, really speaking in reality, people, plenty of people want jobs, but they can't. Mm-hmm. Did you know that in Korea, there is 
you can get money from the government if you're unemployed. Like they, the, the government will give you money if you're unemployed because there's so many people unemployed mm-hmm. and there are so many people needing, you know, just in desperation that the government just said, let's, we got to pass this bill. Otherwise people aren't going to be able to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there is some sort of idealistic thought that the rich family had that wasn't consistent with reality. And I think that is kind of their downfall, mm-hmm. right? Like they mentioned in the beginning that the mom of the household who's kind of in charge of who gets to work in the household like which tutors to hire mm-hmm. and all that they, they make a joke like but she's very simple. simple and if you think about it that is the downfall of the family right because yeah. she like believed she's everyone. very naive yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and she believed these people so easily and mm-hmm. yeah so mm-hmm. um and, and that's not to i'm not blaming the rich family but i'm just saying if they were more in tune with the real world mm-hmm. maybe they could have saved themselves from all this grief that they had but but again it's there's no bad person that mm-hmm. that's the most unsettling part for me like there's when i no antagonist yeah when i left the, when i finished the movie i wanted to blame someone for all this tragedy yeah yeah but yeah, yeah. anyone i tried to paint it on i could make the argument they were just you know like e- even with the the poor family who were pulling all these cons to get hired mm-hmm. they were desperate yeah like i, I think if so me as a father I would do anything to provide for my family. So, like, if I found myself in a similar situation, I, I can't say that I would absolutely not pull these cons to get hired and mm-hmm. get, get gainful employment. Right? Because it's not like they weren't providing the service that they were hired for, right? Yeah. They just kind of, they conned them, meaning they kind of fluffed their credentials, but they were good at what they were doing. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, is the game starting? It's like 15 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Any last thoughts? Any de- parting thoughts? If you haven't watched it, go watch it. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, you shouldn't have been listening. Oh, we, you're right. Oh, yeah. we, we broke down the movie. <laughs> Literally, very, like, very detailed. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I did want to say one thing yeah. about the end. Um, I know you were kind of talking about the end and how it seems like, like the dream or the hope was killed. Yeah. But I thought that it was kind of different from my perspective. Mm. I thought that, you know, back in the gymnasium, the father had told the son, hey, don't ever plan anything because it doesn't work out. Yeah. But at the end, it seems like the son actually had a change of heart and he's writing this note. So he is kind of trying to plan toward a better future. Oh, that's right. He actually does say, dad, I have a new plan. Mm -hmm. Right, right. So I kind of view that as like, maybe he's trying to change and do things the right way for the better and mm. potentially do what he said he was going to do. Yeah. Well, it's, I, I think the intention is there. Mm. I, I think the sobering fact though is he's, he, cause he doesn't, he hasn't even got to college. Mm. Um, he doesn't have good family background. Like the likelihood of him in, like in America, it's completely doable. Like you don't really need to go to college to, get employment and all that kind of stuff. In Korea, it's a completely different story mm-hmm. because there are large corporations that pretty much own everything. Yeah. Um, they, they do look very strictly at what kind of background mm-hmm. you have and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So, and at that point, he has a criminal record. Too, oh, that's right. That. I don't know if you mentioned it, but... Oh, yeah, yeah they end up getting um, convicted for yeah. what they did. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, they had like police following them around for like many weeks and many months yeah. after the whole incident. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they, they are like convicted 
felons, I guess. Yeah. 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 So no, but I I do I do really hope that it, it was a hopeful ending, mm. and I I kind of get what you're saying, Phil, but I don't know. There the pessimistic side of me thinks there's, there's no way that he's gonna because the house is a huge, grand, yeah. big house. You know, mm. like there's no matter how like financially secure he gets, you know, it's yeah. probably gonna be unlikely. Mm. But, and that, that that's the part that was so unsettling. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think one kind of like side note,、yeah. um, something that I was thinking because obviously it's a Korean movie, and in the movie theater there are mostly non-Koreans,、mm. um, at least when we went, and so a lot like throughout like the beginning parts, I was like, I wonder if the message hits others, hits、mm-hmm. directly,、uh, because like even when I was reading the subtitles. Like there were some like little jokes that didn't really come through,、right. or like、um, certain words were translated in a more simple sense. Where、mm. I, whereas I feel like it didn't, it meant so much more than just like that that like simple word. Yeah. And so, I'm curious as to if non Koreans how they would view the movie. If、yeah. they would just move it, view it as like a oh, it's a good movie and kind of like that overall like plot and. Like overall big picture stuff that we were talking about, yeah. Or if、um, they too see like some of the stuff that we are seeing, because like even though I just feel like with the like so much didn't come through in the subtitles,、mm. um, and so that's just kind of like a side note, like curiosity. I wonder if somebody who like or even like Koreans who don't understand Korean or. Were born and raised here and don't really have too much knowledge on things happening、yeah. in Korea. Yeah. If they would view certain things the same way or opposite of us. Yeah. I found that very. Interesting. I I I thought that too. The one big thing I thought is, does the fact that they live in a half basement translate? Because I don't think that really. I mean, maybe in like cities it does in like New York. Yeah, but not in like suburbia. Right. So I I want because in Korea like it's common. Yeah. To live. It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. But、um, yeah, if if you have any thoughts, if if any of the things that we talked about resonated with you, if you, yeah, because I think this movie really does incite a lot of conversation and a lot of discussion. So、uh, if anything that we said makes sense to you or doesn't make sense, you have any rebuttals or anything like that, please give us a message at ishthtpodcast@gmail.com or on Instagram at I hope they hear this or on Twitter at ishthtpodcast. Um, thank you for my guests for being here for、uh, agreeing to such a sudden podcast episode, <laughs> and thank you for for your insights and wisdom. Anna,、uh, let's go watch the Super Bowl. Before we go, who are you guys rooting for? Go Chiefs! 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 I don't care. I do not have a horse in this game. I don't know. Chiefs! Chiefs! Okay. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, and、uh, we'll.、Uh, should I release this right now? Sure. Yeah, I'm gonna. I might release it, so you might not. Who knows? Actually, I don't know. Whatever.、Uh, Bye. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.